What's going on, Badger fans? Let's talk about winning the West and why it doesn't necessarily mean we're not going to be able to compete in Indianapolis this year. Plus, what are the toughest remaining games on the schedule? We ranked them all on today's Locked On Badgers. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Badger fans? Thank you for joining Locked On Badgers, your team, every single day. I'm your host, Ryan Herrings. Really, really grateful for everybody that's here today. Thank you so, so much. Let's talk about winning the division this year. Um, something I'm, I'm still pretty confident is going to happen. I know it, it needs to play out. And why we should be happy about it. Like, I keep getting this this, this um, kind of a feel from Badger fans that I almost don't want to win it this year because it's so bad. Or... It's just going to mean we get crushed in Indianapolis. All of that could be, well, the first one is true. Like the, the division is bad. If you win the division, should you hang the banner? No. Should you go and brag to other, other conferences and divisions about winning the West this year? No. It's still, I keep saying this, it's a heck of a lot better than not winning a bad division, right? Winning the division and having that week where you get kind of hyped up for another big game. This is part of it too. Let me just get to the, the, the nostalgia, the fan aspect of this. I absolutely love having a week where my team is going to be in a big game, the rest of the conference is home, and for that entire week, I have big game buzz. Now, it doesn't always turn out well, but for that week, I'm planning my game day food, my wings, what IPA I'm going to go with. You're seeing the, the media drops, right? Big Ten is dropping the media bits. Everyone's excited. Listen, that's that's a great opportunity for the program to market itself. And it's just a great time as a fan to have that hope and that belief. It's a heck of a lot better than watching Iowa prepare for the Big Ten title game or Northwestern or Purdue. It's a good thing to win the West and, and get a shot at the East. Okay. And I think we need to stop, <coughs> excuse me, preparing or pretending like it's not. It's okay to be the the best good team. It's we're not a great team, but it's okay to be a good team in a really bad division. There's no need to apologize or feel bad for that. Now, could it lead to a 59 to nothing? You remember that Ohio State Big Ten title game? I ranked that as my second most painful loss ever as a Badger fan, I think. I'd have to go back and look at my rankings. It was really painful for me. But I don't think it's going to happen this year. I, I don't think whoever comes out of the East. I Part of the reason you went and got Luke Fickle and you went and got a veteran quarterback was – because you trust them in big moments. This this team is going to be more prepared and they are more balanced. Would they be favorites in any game against Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State? Absolutely not, nor should they be. Would would they win half those games? No. Three quarters of those games? Uh-uh. But could they win 10% of them? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm just saying the puncher's chance is one of the best parts of being a fan and having that ability to knock off a favorite, you just need to do it in one game. It's not impossible. And because we've kind of been beaten in a little bit by Ohio state and beat by that East, we're kind of, we have some, you know, Eastern conference, Eastern division, PTSD. Like it, it's kind of, you still want that chance. You still want that opportunity. I'm just really surprised that at the kind of general idea that, you know, we don't really even want to go in. I had a couple of people DM me or talk to me about, I don't even know if I want to go this year because, or not, not buying tickets. I'm saying the team in general, I don't know if I want us there because we're just going to get beat down. But what if we're not? What if we go there and we're competitive? What if, what if you go there and, and you hit the upset? Think of the marketing from a recruiting standpoint. Luke Fickle's first year, he's in Indianapolis. This marketing department, this recruiting department have been overturned. They're much better. It's a tremendous opportunity to market the program. 
And quite frankly, we've talked to Brian Smith about this. Recruits don't care as much about the wins and losses as fans do. If you go to Indianapolis and you lose 31 to 10, recruits don't hang on every score like we do. The staff is going to be able to sell in the first year we got to the Big Ten title game. Our first year, this is what we did. Now imagine what we can build on from that. That's a lot better than selling we didn't even win the division, right? I think is is there a negative is there a negative um, kind of fall that could happen if you go to the Big Ten title game and get absolutely trucked? Probably, but I don't think we're going to get trucked this year. I I don't. Again, I'm not trying to sell a homeristic take here. I'm not trying to be pie in the sky. Like those teams in the East, the three teams are all better than Wisconsin. And they would all be probably 10, 12 point favorites over Wisconsin, somewhere in that range. But on a neutral field, like with, with a veteran quarterback and Luke Fickle, I, I, I don't hate my chances at least to make a game competitive. And if it's a competitive game, it's a win, right? If it's, if it's a competitive game, it's a win from a marketing standpoint and the buildup of it is, is worth, worth the ride. So I, I'm all about it. Uh, win the West. I'm going to be unapologetic about it. I'm going to rub that in the face of every Iowa and Minnesota fan that I can find if Wisconsin does does do that. And I don't think Wisconsin fans need to be in their feels about it. Like It's it's okay to admit this isn't a, a great Wisconsin team. It's a terrible Big Ten West. And winning it should be what we do. And it also, by the way, it brings it full circle, right? How did the big the first Big Ten West was was winner was Wisconsin. Let's end the Big Ten West with Wisconsin winning the division again, you know, reclaiming its rightful spot in the hierarchy of this not very good division. That's Wisconsin's spot at the top of that. We started with a win. Let's end it with a win. I'm all about it. I think Wisconsin fans should be a little more excited about that possibility. Again, it's year one in Luke Fickle. Has everything gone perfectly? No. Are we where I, I hoped we would be in every aspect aspect? No. I thought the passing game would be better. I think there's a lot of growth still. But taking all that into account, if you still end up winning the division, winning 9, 10 games, that's a pretty good scenario. So that's what I'm hoping for. I think we should be a little more excited about that possibility. And I don't think Badger fans should be so quick to just assume if we get to that title game, we're going to get boat raced. Because I'm not sure it's going to happen. I think this team, with the veteran quarterback and with the coaching staff I trust a little bit more, can find a way to keep that game at least relatively competitive. So that's where I'm at. Let me know if you think I'm wrong. Let me know if you think I'm pie in the sky on this. Let me know if you just don't care about the winning the division this year because you think it's a foregone conclusion that we get boat raced. I don't think it is, but let me know where you're at. Coming up, I rank every remaining game on the schedule from the easiest to the hardest and kind of, again, explain why Wisconsin is absolutely in the driver's seat for the Big Ten West title. But first, a quick word for our new friends of the show, Prize Picks. I am so excited that we have partnered with Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America, the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling hordes and armies of pros and sharks that are putting in a ton of time to this, it's just you against the numbers. It's You pick more or less on two to six player projections, and then you watch the winnings roll in. This is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy in a long, long time. Because I don't have the time to invest hours and hours into making picks and, and analyzing everything and hoping that I have a chance against the, these pros out there. Daily fan, or Prize Picks has taken all of that out. It's really simple to play. I can make all of my picks, submit my entries in less than 60 seconds, quick withdrawals. It is incredibly easy and simple to use. And I am so, once again, so excited that they are new partners because they're my favorites. This is what I use. 
Go to prizepicks.com slash college. Use code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com slash college. Use code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Today's show is also brought to you by our good friends over at Game Time. I've talked about Game Time. I've talked about my inability to plan, to be logistically advanced, to be a normal human functioning male adult at times. Game Time has taken the worry and the stress out of buying tickets out of my brain so I can fill it with, you know, random Badger highlights. I can shove more Badger stuff in here because Game Time has taken care of the ticketing experience for me. They are uh, the fastest growing ticket platform in the U.S., they have incredible flash deals. You get pictures of the seats you're buying so you know exactly what the arena is going to look like, what the venue is going to look like. It's not just sports. You can get tickets to comedy shows, theater, musicals, whatever it is, inter- entertainment, concerts. Game time is there for you to get you the best tickets at the absolute best prices without the logistical hassle. That's why I use Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On College, get 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code, lockdown calls for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, let's uh, continue going on here. I do want to mention the subtext. Um, this is a, a kind of a new thing we've started doing uh, with the Lockdown Badger community. Subtext is basically an instant messaging platform. It's another way to expand our community. If you want to try it, it's got a lot of kind of inside information and that I can't always put into the show. Some things I'm hearing from um, on different recruits, on different players in the program. The subtext is below. It also allows us to have just one-on-one conversations. And I've really enjoyed getting to know some of the people who listen to the show better. Um, it's been one of my favorite parts of subtext. It doesn't change anything with the, the regular Locked On Badgers content. That doesn't change at all. Uh, but subtext is just another way if you want to con- kind of continue interacting or, or increasing, you know, the, the conversations we get to have. Subtext is a great way to do it. Uh, right now, there is a free trial. Um, after that's $4.99 a month, it's also just a great way to support the show. If I've had people reach out and talk about how, you know, they could potentially support it. There's certain things that we'll never do because we don't want to take away from the quality of the Lockdown Badger show itself. There's going to be giveaways in subtext. So this is another way to get more value. We'll never just ask for money. I'll never just ask for money. Um, but it is a way to support the show if you would like to do that and, and get some more value out of it. And if you don't, that's absolutely, totally okay. There's no pressure with any of this as always. The goal is always just to continue building the community. So subtext, the link is down here. It'll also be in the show description. If you want to join it, if you want to give it a free look, a free trial, totally cool. If you want to cancel it anytime, that's incredibly cool as well. Okay, let's talk about, I wanted to rank, and I've talked a bunch about Wisconsin winning the West, not because Wisconsin's really good. It's because the flotsam in, in their schedule is really bad, right? They are sailing through a garbage dump and their ship just needs to stay afloat, quite frankly. And let's rank them. These are the, the, the seven games that Wisconsin has left. Okay. My rank going from the worst are the, the top, the easiest to the toughest number seven Northwestern uh, Northwestern is a dumpster fire. These last three, so there's a couple tiers here. The seven, six, and five teams, I think you could rank in any order. So let me know where you would rank it. The thing with Northwestern, I don't think they're necessarily the worst team left on our schedule, uh, but we get them at home, which makes it easier. Northwestern will be coming off an Iowa game. So Northwestern is going to come into that game kind of beaten up off of Iowa. We get them at home. Northwestern's already moved on to their backup quarterback. They just beat Howard 23 to 20. That's, that's my, my, that's like a 95% winning probability in that game. So I have Northwestern as the easiest remaining schedule. Number six, I have Illinois. 
Uh, they are a train wreck. <laughs> they are an absolute train wreck. Uh, Luke Altmaier, who I thought would go there and be better. That, that was a locked on liars take. Has been a turnover machine. There are two wins. Illinois' two wins this year. 30-28 to 28 against Toledo. 23-17 to 17 against Florida Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic, sorry. Purdue beat them 44 to 19. We handled Purdue. Maryland is a 14 half point favorite against them this weekend. Illinois, I have at number six on our remaining schedule, again, going from the easiest to the hardest. Northwestern and Illinois are both just, those should be cupcake games for Wisconsin. Um, these these are the games, when I say cupcake game, cupcake games, someone's going to already come back and say, because I can already see it in the comments, well, you can't overlook anybody in the Big Ten. I agree. I, I'm saying these are games Wisconsin would have to play incredibly poor to lose. Like multiple turnovers, maybe Mordecai gets unfortunately hurt. It would, you know, maybe your kicker goes 0 for 4. I, it, that's what it's going to take to lose these games. Okay, it can happen because those things have happened in sports, but it would take monumental collapses to lose to Northwestern Illinois. Number five at Indiana, still a really easy game. Um, maybe a tick harder because it's a road game. You know, uh, Indiana, though, in that situation is coming off a Penn State game. They'll they'll be coming off a Michigan game. Indiana could be pretty beaten up by that point. It's not again, it's not a hard game. The, the seven, six, and five on this list, Northwestern, Illinois, and Indiana are all rollovers. Wisconsin should win all those games easily. So now we get into what I would call the meat of what's left on this schedule, right? There's four games here that I think could be a little tricky. To, to varying degrees. Let me know where you guys are at on these last four teams that Wisconsin has to play. Again, I'm ranking them from easiest to toughest for Wisconsin. Number four, I have Nebraska. I struggled with Nebraska and Minnesota at four and three a little bit. Um, I went Nebraska for uh, mostly because, again, I think it's a little easier. We get them at home. Uh, we get them at home. Nebraska's defense looks better. They, but again, they got torched by Colorado. Nebraska's defense got torched by Michigan. So the two really good teams they played, they've, they've gotten kind of torched. They just held Illinois to 21 rushing yards, but Illinois is bad. I'm not sure if we fully know how good Nebraska's defense is because the, good, the really good teams have torched them. The really bad teams they've held. I think they're probably a middle-of-the-pack team, but their quarterback situation is a disaster. We own Nebraska. We get them at home. I have them as the fourth hardest team we still have to play. Again, factoring in where we're playing them, their situation – uh, who they're coming off playing. I think getting them at home is a big deal. And quite frankly, Nebraska has to beat Wisconsin before I really consider them much of a threat. And they just have never really been able to do it in the Big Ten. They got that one win. Um, number three, I have Minnesota. Now, some will say uh, Nebraska is a harder game than Minnesota. And I, I welcome that comment. But here, here's the difference. We get Nebraska at home and we have to go to Minnesota. Minnesota's a rivalry game, right? Rivalry games and road games are always a little tricky. And you can kind of throw some of the talent out. Like, it just makes it a little more complicated. Going to Minnesota, they've won two of the last three against us. Um, again, rivalry game, it just means a little bit more to them than Nebraska. So I think it's the third toughest game. By the way, as we roll through this, you see the point I made previously about if Minnesota is the third toughest game we have left, this schedule is incredibly easy. Because this is not a tough game. This should not be a tough game. They're, they're Ethan Kalakamakis. Kalamakis uh, is a terrible quarterback. Uh, he's, he's one of the three or four worst quarterbacks in the Big Ten. He's there with Jeff Sims, Altmaier, um, probably Gavin Wimsett. That's probably the bottom tier, maybe. Maybe uh, Jackson at, at Indiana's in there. I don't know. I think he's probably a little better than that group. My point is they have a bad quarterback. 
P.J. Fleck has not done a great job this year. They've lost to Northwestern, who is a, is a bit of a dumpster, dumpster fire. So I don't think it's a hard game, but just going on the road and being a rivalry thing makes it a little harder. Number two, you have Iowa. I think that's kind of obvious. Listen, Iowa's not going to be a cakewalk. Iowa, but they're coming to Madison this weekend. Um, they still have a good defensive line. They have Cooper G- DeGene. But is Deacon Hill going to be good enough to put up 20 points on Wisconsin? I don't think so. I think Wisconsin can score 20 against Iowa, can go, score 17 against Iowa. I don't even know if Deacon Hill can put up 17 against Wisconsin. So I have Iowa number two. I don't think it's an easy game, but I feel relatively confident with it. I, I think Wisconsin is now favored by 10. That opened at four and a half. It's already gone up to 10. I think that should tell you kind of what the general perception around the two programs are. I will say the one bit of caution, Deacon Hill was 6-21 of 21 last week. He was his first full, full start. Players who start to get experienced can improve pretty quickly. So Deacon Hill should get better, um, but he's still not going to make winning plays on the road, I don't think. And he's not going to be able to scramble or move. He's a bigger, bigger-bodied quarterback. So I have them at number two. And then number one is Ohio State. I think Ohio State's still going to beat us. Uh, but that's a tough schedule on the game, on the rest of the, the rest of the way. And that one's in Madison, right? At the end of the day, the schedule is really, really manageable. And we just went through it. Let me know how you would flip that switch around. But either way, five of those games, five of those seven, you would have to say are seem eminently winnable. Two of them could be a little tricky with Iowa and Ohio State. And one of those is Wisconsin at 10 point. And they're both in Madison, right? Like the path is there for Wisconsin to win this division. And again, not feel bad about it. Feel good about winning the division. Um, Anyway, that's my ranking of the toughest games left. Let me know where you're at on that one. Coming up next, we're going to talk. uh, Is this a must win? If Wisconsin loses to Iowa, let's look at Iowa's remaining path. And, you know, or is Wisconsin is, well, Iowa win the West if they win this game against Wisconsin. That's what we're going to talk about next. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Uh, Jace Medical is all about, for me, I have this. I have a Jace case. It's all about, you know, kind of safeguarding your family, protecting your family in situations that you might not be able to foresee. That's what Jace Medical is for me. You get a a case of life-saving antibiotics that you can just keep basically in your in your medicine cabinet wherever you have with the other, maybe your other life-saving stuff, your, your emergency food supply, whatever it is. And you have these five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. So think of you know, when maybe a pandemic hits or storms hit, you can't get to a pharmacy or there's a run on medicine. You know, I have kids that there was a run on medicine a couple of years ago where we couldn't get some of the, the medicine we needed for our kid when he was sick. Now, it wasn't luckily, it wasn't a major thing, but having that in the back of my head, I don't want to be caught unprepared. And that's what Jace Medical does. Um, you get ongoing care from their physicians. Uh, you get unlimited treatment questions regarding these, the antibiotics you can call Jace Medical. And it's just something that gives me a little more peace of mind. Peace of mind. Um, I feel empowered to take care of my family. Jace Medical is simple. You go online, fill out a form, and then you get a prescription, life-saving medications right to your door. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off using my code LOCKEDON, uh, using my code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, code LOCKEDON. All right, let's talk about uh, the Iowa game a little bit more in the context of what it means for the season. If Wisconsin wins, they're winning the West. I, 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 again, all, all regular caveats apply. You can lose any game in sports, but if Wisconsin wins, they're winning the West. If Wisconsin loses, is Iowa winning the West? Let's look at who Iowa has. So oh, Iowa's already lost to Penn State. 
So they have one Big Ten loss. I, I think Wisconsin's losing to Ohio State. So those that cross, that tough crossover is going to balance out. They're each going to have one loss, in my opinion, to the East. If Wisconsin loses to Iowa, can Iowa lose two more Big Ten games? That's really what it comes down to. Let's look at their schedule. So Iowa has a home game against Minnesota coming up. They're going to win that one. They have uh, Northwestern and Wrigley Field, uh, which the novelty of that sounds fun. I think it's a terrible idea. I don't, I think just think it's silly, uh, but they're beating Northwestern and Wrigley. Then you have Rutgers at home. Iowa can, abs- if Deacon Hill, if Deacon Hill struggles, can the way he kind of looked in his first full start the rest of the year, Rutgers can absolutely beat Iowa at home. It's going to be a super ugly game. <laughs> like, with, with Deacon Hill and Gavin Wimsett throwing the ball in Iowa, that game is going to be 9-6. to six. But 9-6 to six games are coin tosses. So Iowa can absolutely lose to Rutgers. Then you have Illinois. They're, they're on the road against Illinois. Oh, no, they, that's a home game too. Yeah, they're going to beat Illinois. And then you finish up at Nebraska. I think, I think Iowa probably loses that one, to be honest. I think Iowa probably loses to Nebraska. It comes down to the Rutgers game because I think they'll beat Illinois, Northwestern, and Minnesota. I think they'll lose to Nebraska. Yeah, the, it's tough. I don't think so. Pulling it back, I don't think it's a must win that Wisconsin beats Iowa. I think there's a path, a, a, re, a semi-realistic path that Iowa could still lose to two more Big Ten teams on their schedule because Iowa's offense is so problematic. It's so ridiculously bad. And I listen, Rutgers and Nebraska have both flash defenses. So I could see it. I would put Iowa firmly in the betting favorite seat, though, if they beat Wisconsin. That's where I'm at on this. So this is a huge game this weekend. It's not a must win. I'll push back a little bit there because I think Iowa is so troubled offensively that they could lose another game. But listen, Wisconsin could lose a game we're not expecting to. So I wouldn't say it's a must win. I would say it's almost a must win. Anyway, that is today's show. Really do appreciate it. On Wisconsin, if you get a second, go check out the subtext. see See what's there again. Free trial. If you don't like it, you can cancel. It's just a way to, again, get some more information out there and a way to kind of connect a little bit more with the community. So it's something I've had a lot of fun with so far. But check it out or send me any questions if you have it. And no worries if not. On Wisconsin, a bunch of great interviews come up this week. We have a a Big Ten um, guy from Big Ten Network coming on, a reporter from Texas. We're going to talk a little maybe Met Toyer. We got Coach's Corner coming up again. We got the rewatch. We'll do an Iowa crossover. There is a lot of content coming up this week on Wisconsin. Appreciate y'all. Let's go.